and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. Don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And while you're in the mood of subscribing, subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast, where you can find other Scout Team Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Keeping with our 2020 NFL Draft prospect uh, interviews and, and uh, spotlight, I have one guy right now on the show that I've seen a lot of over the course of the last four years because I've seen a ton of Villanova football, and that's linebacker Drew Wiley. Drew, I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I was at the Temple game last year when you guys upset Temple uh, in the opener, and this year I was at the opener week zero game against Colgate, and I had written down by your name, man, 52 just finds the, the ball. And I just think that that's a really unique part of playing this position. Do you feel as though when you're playing linebacker, it, it pays to be instinctive in finding yourself around the ball, which you have done a lot of in your career? Yeah, I mean, um, when I, whenever I'm playing football, I or defensively, I focus on being as disruptive as possible, whether that's interceptions, pass breakups, tackle for losses, sacks, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. I try to do all those things whenever I'm on the field. Well, that's important because when you look at the way the game has evolved, I played the game when it was strictly linebackers were your run defenders. And if you had the rare athletic guy, you put him out there in your nickel defense. But for the most part, you guys now have to be able to play both. And, and you talked about your pass coverage. I think that's probably the most underrated part of your game because not only are you doing a great job in zone coverage, but also, man, take me through the process of developing as a pass defender at that position. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it comes from watching a lot of film, know, knowing what to expect on certain downs and distances. And, um, I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to man coverage, all you got to think is just you can cover this guy. I can cover the man across me. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, why do you feel as a, a lot of linebackers? Because you see it a lot. And I know the the, uh, the stigma about linebackers, oh, linebacker in space, you know, throw it, throw it his way. Or even you see these drills that are heavily uh, tilted toward the offensive side of football and one-on-ones at these all-star events or uh, games like that where the linebacker is just at a disadvantage. So why do you feel as though linebackers tend to panic in that situation? I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, fortunately, in our defense, uh, the linebackers play a lot of pass coverage. Maybe when they were in high school or college, they weren't told to play pass coverage as much, and they haven't had as many reps as, say, I have, something like that. I'm glad you brought up the defense because watching Villanova play defense was one of the, the more enjoyable things over the last four years I've, I've been uh, watching the program. How has playing at Villanova and also playing within that defense sort of helped you develop as a player and as a prospect? I mean, our defense, it's very demanding for a linebacker. Um, I mean, you got to be able to rush the passer. You got to be able to stop the run and you got to be able to play in coverage. And I think over the years, I have gotten substantially better at all three of them. When I first got to school, I would say I was pretty good at pass coverage, pretty good at run. Okay, at rushing the passer. But as time has gone on, I, every offseason, I focused on getting better at each one of those. And it's, that's, it's, and it's how our defense is set out. They ask for a lot from linebacker. And I'm glad that I'm in a position like that where it's so demanding because I expect the best for myself. 
Well, you talk about playing linebacker at Villanova. Quietly, you guys have produced pro players consistently at that uh, at that level. Uh, is it safe to say Villanova is linebacker U of the FCS? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess in the past couple of years, I mean, we've had a lot of great guys come to the program. Austin Calitro, Don Cherry, Ed Shockley, Jeff Steep. I mean, those guys all being older than me and like, they really mentoring me along the way. And I mean, I still keep in contact with guys like Austin, who's on the Jaguars as of right now. He's always telling me about everything that's going on with him. And I guess in a way you could say, I mean, I guess this year too, we kind of in the room, we every like every breakdown we would do, we would do LBU. So that was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's okay to say it's okay to tout you guys' uh, success yeah. here on this podcast. Nobody's listening. Uh, <laughs> when you talk about your production, I'm, I'm glad you phrased it that way because you have gotten significantly better each and every year. And, and this season, finding yourself in the backfield a lot, you you were in on a lot of pass breakups as well. When you when you look at your senior season, a lot of guys tend to maybe stalemate. But where have you been able to continue to grow your game to where you you have gotten better every year? You see a guy have a great sophomore year or a great freshman year, and he'll flatline. But you have been able to consistently get better, and that says a lot about you as a person, but also you as a player and a talent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as you get older, more people, whether it be your coaches or your teammates who are younger than you they expect more from you. And I like being in that position where I'm expect where they expect a lot from me because I want to be the person on defense every down that the opposing offense is worried about. No matter who we're playing, I want to be disruptive. That is that was my main goal every time I was on the football field. Be as disruptive as I can. One of the things I hate about this whole job uh, that I do cuz I'm a college football color analyst, so I'm on broadcast every weekend. I cover the NFL as well, so I'm at these NFL practices, and I see a ton of players, a ton of football all year long. And the one thing I hate is the constant uh, knock on guys coming from the FCS level. It's like, oh, he played at a small school. We don't know what he can do. And I'm the only one seems like the voice, like, nah, this guy can actually play because of the, the caliber of uh, competition he played against is real good. And you see the NFL is littered with guys from the FCS level. But I said I'd like to say this. When you're playing at Villanova, you're playing in the CAA. How has playing in that conference is, is I think, is probably one of the more uh, transferable conferences to the next level. And how has playing in that conference kind of helped develop your game as a pro prospect? Yeah, I mean, playing in the CAA, it, it's, it's, got, it's a blessing and a curse. I mean, like every week you got a great game and you never really know what the outcome is going to be. And it doesn't matter what the record is or who you're playing. Every week the other team shows up to play. And I think, like, as you, like you said, throughout, like, um, throughout the NFL, there's a ton of CAA guys that are in the NFL or have been in the NFL before. And, I mean, the competition every week, like I said, like, it's fun to play against. And I'm really glad that I was able to be a part of such a great conference like the CAA. What I also was appreciative of, of watching you play is the solo stops because – you see a lot of a lot of linebackers. I'm not gonna name any names, but there are a lot of linebackers. When you they'll they'll tout their total tackle number, right? It's, oh, I got 200 tackles, and then you go and look at it, and you're like, yeah, 185 of those are assisted tackles. But your solo stops tell you that this dude is right in his keys. He's anticipating to play well. He's finding the play well. He's finding the ball, 
and he's making a play. So if you were breaking down a linebacker position, um, how critical are solo stops, number one? But also, what would you look for in scouting the position? I mean, solo stops, I mean, linebackers, it's a playmaker position. If you can't make a play one-on-one with someone, then you can't play linebacker. And scouting it, I mean, you want to see a lot of versatility. I mean, you want to see someone that's quick off the edge, quick when it comes to analyzing the run and what type of run fits, and you want to be able to someone that's fast enough to turn around and play in zone or be able to uh, keep up with some slot receivers or running backs. You look at this this game, and I always like to joke and say football is a physical classroom, right? You learn a lot. Um, what would you say is the biggest thing football has taught you? Um, it's taught me discipline. I mean, definitely throughout my life, um, I've seen a lot of people that they don't know how to go about doing certain things. And with football, it has taught me the discipline to how to plan something out and take action. Yeah, football is definitely one of those unique spots. Do you feel as though you, you would have gotten that lesson had it not been for football, or did football sort of expedite that process you know, for you? I mean, I would like to think, hopefully, eventually I would understand that. But, I mean, def- I mean, football has made me into the person I am today, and it's done so so much for me. And it's a physical game, and it takes a toll on your body, but it teaches lessons to people that you won't be able to get from any other experience. What do you feel as though your game is still being slept on? Because, again, when you, you, you check all the other boxes, uh, statistically, you watch you athletically, you do a great job in covering and, and also blitzing. And, you know, they move you around that second level. Sometimes you come off the edge. Sometimes you blitz from the, your traditional, uh, you know, second level spot. Um, where do you feel as though you're still being slept on as a prospect? I mean, I would say for the most part, like like you said, uh, when it comes to coverage wise, I mean, whenever I was man to man with someone or I was in zone, there weren't a lot of completed passes my way. So that's definitely something I believe that I get slept on. And honestly, from like this season, I, I really don't for some, it feels like for some reason they forgot about me when I was on, the, <laughs> I was blitzing. So maybe, maybe some opposing teams like didn't think I was quick enough or I just got lucky on certain plays, but that's not the case at all. I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely not the case, man. And watching you against Colgate, just watching you sniff out their unique run game was impressive. When you look at the the backer position, and you know, I always ask this question to guys and finding that inspiration from other players. Who are some of the guys that you watch that you try to take pieces of their game and add it into yours? Well, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I like to be disruptive when I run on defense, and three names come to mind when I think of disruption: Ray Lewis, Clay Matthews, and Vaughn Miller. And I'm not saying I'm any of those guys, but I'd like to say I've taken pieces from their games to make myself into linebacker I am. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because you know how people are. You can say, man, this guy, he has some, he does this like Clay Matthews. He does that like uh, Ray Lewis or Brian Erlach. And people say, oh, you're comparing him to, no, I just said specifically that this guy does this like this player. Uh, so I'm glad you said that because people have a hard time in comprehending uh, these comparisons to players and things like that. Well, you know, Drew, it's been fun, man, Chop, uh, chopping up with you, talking shop. Uh, where can people follow you on social media so they can continue to follow your trek to the NFL? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at underscore Wiley Coyote. And they can, <laughs> they can, uh, I made it when I was in middle school. I don't know. And then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at underscore D Wild.
Now, see, I, I, I kind of like the the Twitter handle because I'm an old school Looney Tunes yeah. type of guy. You know what I'm saying? I just hope you still don't buy from Acme. That's the thing. I do not buy from Acme. <laughs> Good job, smart man. Well, Drew, listen, it's been fun. I appreciate you taking time. Definitely looking forward to seeing you continue to grow in this process and will your will you where you will end up at the NFL level because you definitely have NFL type game. You fit the mold perfectly, and we wish you the best of luck. All right, thank you very much, Emery.